It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, and welcome to the Wrap Up Live. This is the official Raptors Republic live post game show and podcast where we recap. We dissect and we have some fun talking about the latest Raptors game you just watched. I'm your host, Sahal Abdi. I am going solo for this post-game show. And tonight, unfortunately, your Toronto Raptors were defeated by the Indiana Pacers and local homegrown hero, Andrew Nembard, 118 to 114, bringing the Raptors record to three games below 500, 35 wins and 38 losses on the NBA season. Not much left in the NBA season. Uh, and this was a crucial one, just like every other one is for the for the rest of the Raptors season. They are now 12 and 8 in their last 20 games for the Raptors. Uh, one and two in their last three, which is unfortunate. And last but not least, if you love the Toronto Raptors, do us hardworking individuals at Raptors Republic a favor and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can search Raptors Republic. If you are watching live, you can click the, click the subscribe button. And if you are listening to the podcast, search the Rapcast, and you can subscribe to the podcast channel there, wherever you're watching or listening. A little disclaimer for tonight's show. If you are um, you know, a game-by-game listener, and you're here often with us on Wrap Up Live. You could probably hear it in my voice. I'm not 100%, right? I did show up on the Raptors injury report, um, you know, with a little bit of hyperbole attached, of course. Uh, I'm not 100%. I could be worse. I'd say I'm at about 50%, uh, feeling a little sick. Um, you could probably hear it, a lot of nasal congestion. Uh, throat is a little raspy. Um, you know, like I said, it could be a lot worse body could be just you know going haywire didn't get the full out fever but i got a little bit of it um and my theory is that um you know i actually i don't even know where i got it from to be quite honest i do know that my brother who i did see on sunday is sick as well um so you know which is great because which is great obviously it's bad but it's great because now i have someone to blame for the sickness because i have absolutely no idea where i got it from uh, i did make a visit to the airport this past weekend so uh, my assumption was that, you know, caught it there, but it is what it is. Uh, let's get into the game really quick. Everyone's probably tired of hearing about my life story. 118-114 uh, loss. Uh, just a very unfortunate one for the Raptors against an Indiana Pacers team that is lower than them in the standings. 32 wins, 40 losses for the Indiana Pacers this season. A very young team. Um, probably, uh, you know, the thing that sticks out like a sore thumb the most was the fact that the Indiana Pacers were losing um you know their best player uh, their all-star in this game Tyrese Halliburton he was not active in this game that saw Andrew Nemard who's usually the backup point guard for the Indiana Pacers start and man did he perform admir admirably in the 35 minutes that he was given by coach Carlisle uh he shot 11 for 17 he was a plus eight which was the highest on the Indiana Pacers highest in the game overall 25 points 10 assists incredible efficiency 
for the Aurora, Ontario native. Aurora, any Aurora listeners, watchers, you guys should be very, very, very proud. Um, Nembard looks like, I mean, I'm not going to go as far to call him a future star, but this guy's look, looking like a guy that's going to be in the league for a very, very long time at the minimum. Looking like a very productive player who could step in for the Indiana Pacers when they need him to. Um, you know, Indiana made a great pick. I mean, this kid, I believe he started off uh, with the Florida Gators, moved on to Gonzaga, transferred over, um, had a great short Gonzaga career. I believe they made the Final Four, if I'm not mistaken, in March Madness. Could have been Elite Eight. I, I think it was Final Four. Um, and yeah, it was the backup point guard for Tyrese Halliburton in a breakout season for Halliburton. Um, and he stepped in at multiple times this season and shown uh, why he deserves a role, uh, a, a, a large role on the Indiana Pacers. Uh, an Indiana Pacers team, mind you, that a lot of NBA fans, including me, uh, projected to be one of the worst teams in the league heading into this season. Again, like I said, a very, very young team. The team that they started tonight, Andrew Nemard, Benedict Matherin, another Canadian from Montreal, uh, Buddy Heald, O'Shea Brissett, Miles Turner, um, you know, every single player under 30 years old, their bench, Jalen Smith, Jordan Wara, Aaron Neesmith, Isaiah Jackson, TJ McConnell. TJ McConnell's the elder statesman of this team, right? This is a very, very, very young team. Um, and a team that, like I said, has has really shown effort this season, has been competitive against the best of the best. Um and looks like they have a bright future, to be quite honest. Now, unfortunately for the Raptors, they fell to this team tonight, a team that they should have beaten because the Raptors um, have, you know, an incredible record at home, 23 wins, 13 losses, which obviously means as a very average basketball team who, like I said earlier, is three games below 500 um, this season, um, is not good away from home. So you really need the games at home uh, where you're facing, quote-unquote, the inferior teams uh, you really need these wins where you can get them. And unfortunately, the Raptors couldn't pull it out. Wasted a very, very, very good game from Pascal Siakam, who in this game, man, oh, man. Like, uh, we were watching the Pascal Siakam that I think we've been wanting to see for about a month now. A guy who struggled this season, um, but, I mean, in this game, didn't struggle at all, was carrying the Raptors at points in this game. Uh, he had 31 points. He was 11 for 17. He had 10 rebounds, 7 assists in this game. I mean, just a full-out, um, you know, incredible effort from Pascal Siakam. Nothing more to really say than that. I mean, he had a great second half. His first half was, eh, could have been better. The Raptors were in the game, though, because Fred Van Vliet was playing, uh, you know, quite well. Uh, he, unfortunately, did the opposite of Pascal was hot in the first half and went cold in the second half. Um, and yeah, just a, just very unfortunate. Honestly, just very unfortunate that you cannot. It's, it's, I mean, in this game and really this season for the Raptors, you have, it's, I mean, you haven't been able to get high level performances simultaneously from two or three players at the same time. And, and it just, it's, it's, it sucks. It really does for the Raptors. It sucks because. Pascal Siakam, like I said, played out of his mind. You got a great game from Jakob Pertl as well. He was 10 for 12. He only missed two shots the whole game. The pick and roll was working beautifully with Fred Van Vliet the entire night. Um, you know, was finishing at the rim. Could have got, you know, I'm not going to blame Jakob Pertl because anytime, I guess, he goes to the line, I mean, I, I shrug because obviously he's not a great free throw shooter, but 
I love the effort that he that it takes for him to get to the line in the first place. He was three for nine from the free throw line in this game. And I feel like the majority of times he went to the line in this game, I mean, he could have got some of those and one opportunities, some some layups coming downhill on that pick and roll. He could have converted. It is what it is. Not gonna not gonna get on his case. Never gonna get on a case uh, of, of a guy who went 10 for 12 in the game. Um but I mean, if you had great games from Jakob Pertl, Pascal Siakam, someone must have struggled, right? Um, and unfortunately, that happened for both Fred Van Vliet, who went ice cold, like I said, in the second half, and OG Ananobi, who just couldn't buy a shot in this game. I mean, he was two for 13, a lot of open corner threes, at least from his, uh, what I would consider open threes from OG Ananobi standards, uh, missed. He was one for seven from beyond the arc in this game, only seven points from OG in 37 minutes played. Um, I mean, it, it, it sucks. And then, you, you know, looking at the rest of the roster, didn't get much from the bench. I mean, Malachi Flynn came in in 18 minutes. He gave you eight points, which is uh, honestly a lot more than he's been giving you this season. I'm not going to fault Malachi Flynn at all. I feel like if there's a bench guy that I'm going to pick on in this game, it's not going to be Malachi Flynn in this one. Uh, definitely not. He did make some mistakes. Um, you know, he did have a couple crucial turn crucial turnovers in this game, which sucked, but I mean, he did play 18 minutes and again, it's tough to really get on, on, on a guy like Malachi Flynn in this game. It really is because, and I, and I saw f- some, some fans doing it on Twitter. Um, he plays once every, you know, I don't know how many games, right. It's, it's, I don't know how he's supposed to, you know, really build a rhythm. And And again, some of that, and I'd say actually the majority of that has been of his own doing. Like when he comes in, um, when he's came in this season, I should say, past tense, when he's came in this season, he hasn't made, you know, he hasn't given you the production that you want from Nick Nurse. Uh, but he, he did give you 18 minutes. He gave you eight points. He was a plus six. He looked pretty good considering all things in this game. Uh, you look at the rest of the bench, Chris Boucher. He was all right. I mean, was working really hard around the rim. Could have gotten a few calls gone his way. Didn't. Um, just looked very frustrated in this game. He had, uh, you know, he played 28 minutes, which was quite a bit. The Raptors were really trying to find that sixth man because you had two or uh, one starter that was out in Scotty Barnes with his wrist injury. And then you had Gary Trent Jr., who was also out in this game as well, um, who was usually your sixth man coming off of the bench, at least since Jakob Pertl's been um, on this team and, and starting on this team. So you're out Scotty Barnes, you're out Gary Trent Jr. Um, I mean, it's tough. Who are you going to look to? Jeff Dowen got some minutes today, right? Jeff Dowen Jr., he rarely plays. Uh, Precious Achua, I'm not exactly sure um, what happened with Precious Achua. I don't think he was on the injury list. I could be wrong, but I believe this is another DNP for Precious, um, which goes to show, I mean, the coaching staff looks like they're losing a bit of faith in him. And again, there is, a, a I believe, how many seasons, how many uh, games do we have left? Probably seven, eight, if, if I'm not mistaken, maybe a little more. Um, there's no way Precious is going to sit on the bench for the rest of the season, right? I mean, a lot of this season, especially the way it's gone, has been devoted to giving guys like Precious Achua and Scotty Barnes developmental reps. Um, so you would, you, would, you would think that Precious Achua... Uh, would be reinserted into the lineup at one point. Um, But we'll see. Again, we'll see. Very tough. Um, 
you know, again, like like I said, looking at the rest of the team, you're thin on the bench. You really are. You're relying on, you know, Christian Coloco as well. So those are the four guys you relied on off the bench. Chris Boucher, Christian Coloco, Malachi Flynn, and um, Jeff Doughton Jr. So, I mean, it's tough, but the Raptors were in this game. I can't really put it on the bench in this one. I haven't even really mentioned Will Barton, right? Will Barton, uh, I tweeted during the game that Will Barton, you know, I'm going to give him a little bit of leeway and I'm going to give him some time. But when I really thought about it, you know, the time for Will Barton to adjust is really running out. Um, I don't know how long Will Barton needs to adjust his shooting since he's been uh, acquired by the Toronto Raptors off the scrap heap, uh, off of the buyout market, has not been there. Nick Nurse has said time and time again that the the plan for Will Barton was to be used as the um, you know backup point guard, quote unquote. Um, obviously, that hasn't worked. He got benched as well in this game, which obviously led to Malachi Flynn playing 18 minutes. Will Barton just isn't giving you enough, and a lot of fans are going to point to one play in particular where. You know, wide open three turned into, you know, uh, what sounded like, uh, I don't know, someone throwing a PlayStation 5 off of the backboard. Um, I mean, it's it's difficult to watch a guy like Will Barn because you know that his resume speaks for itself. I mean, he's been a great bench contributor for the Denver Nuggets for uh, six years, seven years, could be longer than that. Right, um, he's their all-time. A lot of people don't know this. Will Barton is the all-time Denver Nuggets uh, three-point make leader. Right, Jamal Murray uh, is right, I believe, right behind him. Could have passed him, but I believe is right behind him. Could have passed him by now. Um, and like I said, with Will Barton, it's almost like I have an angel and devil on my shoulder. Where one part of me saying, um, you know. Hey, give Will Barton some a little bit of you know cushion. Just allow him to kind of slowly adjust into this lineup. Allow him to adjust to the system change. He was with the Wizards for a bit before that. He was with the Nuggets. He's doing a lot of different things. He's in a little bit of a new role. I mean, with Denver, he played any, anywhere from the one to the three. Um, but I mean, like I said, we're running out of time. The Raptors need to win these games. Um, and 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 it, it's unfortunate that they gave away an Eastern Conference matchup that held serious implications for them at home at Scotiabank Arena, um, and it feel it felt like we're back in you know typical where are we? We're back in like the mid two thousands when it felt like every uh, former Raptor or Canadian or someone with a connection to the Raptors just absolutely, you know, obliterates them on their home court. Uh, and that came in the form of Andrew Nembar, right? Indiana coming into this game had an offensive rating of uh, 113.7, which is great, right? A lot of that has to do with Tyrese Halliburton, uh, who is the clear-cut engine of their offense. Uh, but when he's out of the game, right, you're going to expect things to be a lot easier uh, for you defensively for the Raptors. And then offensively as well, Tyrese Halliburton does give some teams trouble defensively. So you would think things would be a little easier on both ends for you. Um, the Pacers, again, coming into this game, 
113.7 offensive rating, 116 defensive rating, um, which clearly shows that the Raptors, I mean, could have maybe taken advantage of that. I mean, they did score 114 points, but this isn't, I mean, 114 points isn't the 114 points of old, right? I'm sure every NBA fan understands that now. 114 points now, a few years ago, is was like 102. I feel like every every game goes to 120, 110, um, which is insane because if you've been watching basketball for as long as me, uh, and I'm really not even that old. I mean, I'm in my late 20s, but if you've been watching basketball for as long as me, you remember the days where games you know, used to end 90 to 86, right? It's a brand new um, NBA now. And I think when you go up against a team like the Pacers, and, and like I said, you have, I know you're missing Scotty Barnes, and I know you're missing Gary Trent Jr., two very, very key guys. But guess what? The Pacers are missing their best player by a large margin. I mean, this isn't just like a 1A, 1B type thing. Like Tyrese Halliburton is the best player on the Indiana Pacers, and it's not even close. Um, and that, and, and the Pacers are a you know relatively good basketball team. I mentioned earlier, they've given some really good basketball teams some trouble this season, right? And um, I mean, you, you have to win games like this for the Raptors. You've been stuck in the ninth seed for what feels like a month plus now. Right, you have the Bulls right on your tail. The Bulls are 10th. Um, you got to put some pressure on the Hawks, right? The Hawks are sitting at eighth, and they've been sitting pretty at eighth for quite some time. And um, it's just difficult to know that, you know, for the Raptors, it's it's everything came together um, for a win like this. And I mean, they still couldn't still couldn't get it done. Um, you know. We talk about it. We've talked about it on, on, on previous shows. Offensively, Toronto has looked so much better in the last month than they'd looked in the previous three months. Uh, we talked about the addition of Jakob Pertle. We talked about, you know, all the screening actions that are working so, so incredibly well for the Raptors. We talked about OG Ananobi. And speaking of OG Ananobi, um, you can visit RaptorsRepublic.com and you can, uh, you know, find one of our latest feature articles written by our managing editor, Louis Zatzman who wrote a fantastic, fantastic piece on OG Ananobi and how well he's been playing recently. You guys need to check that out. Very, very good piece. Um, but yeah, like I said, Jakob's been playing great. OG's been playing great. Fred's been, you know, the, he's the Fred of old. I mean, he's been the Fred of old um, really since Jakob Pertl's been back on this team. And um, it just sucks that two of the guys, uh, two of the three guys that have been playing great for the Raptors consistently in the last month in OG Ananobi and Fred, gave you, you know, really just, you know, underwhelming performances. Um, I don't know what, I don't know what else to say beyond that. You, 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 coming into this game, I was expecting, you know, what I've seen in the last month, month and a half, which is Pascal Siakam's going to struggle a little more than usual. We're probably going to get a great game from Fred. We're probably going to get a good, great, we're probably going to get a great game from Jakob Pertl. Probably going to get a great game from OG Ananobi, and that didn't happen, um, unfortunately, in this game. Uh, I mean, the hope is now that the Raptors can just come back to full health. Scotty Barnes came into the game with a questionable tag. He was, a, he was officially ruled out before the game with a wrist injury. Um, defensively, you would have thought it would be it would, it would have been like completely straightforward on how to guard Indiana in this game. Um, you know, Indiana. I believe I'm looking at their stats now. They're shooting 36.5% from three as a, as, as a team this season. 
um, which if I'm not mistaken, is right around league average, just above league average. Um, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what else to say, folks who are listening. The Raptors were favored by eight and a half points in this game. This is a game that you just, I sound like a broken record, but it's really just a game you have to win. You, you really just have to win a game like this. And, you know, looking at the team stats, you guys can see it. We're looking at it together. The Pacers shot 55.8% from the field in this game. And and lo and behold, it's the same old Toronto Raptors who, um, you know, allow a staggeringly high field goal percentage. Uh, but also, you know, to make matters sting just a little bit more for fans, they shot 12 more shots than the opposing team. Uh, why? Because they obviously led in the offensive rebounding category and second chance points and all of that good stuff. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, the defense just wasn't there. It, it just wasn't there. Um, Pacers shot 21 threes and made 11 of them. The Raptors shot 34 threes and only made seven of them, right? Um, Raptors can complain and fans can complain all day long about, oh, the calls and that should have been a call and this shouldn't have been a call. But, I mean, Raptors shot damn near 40 free throws, everybody. So, like, what do we want to say, right? <laughs> like, I don't um, – and they, and they only hit 75% of them, right? So, uh, man, what what a what a bummer of a performance, I think, for the Raptors. Uh, just a tip, your typical Raptors performance this season in losses where they shoot worse than their opponent, they attempt more field goals than their opponent, they don't shoot great from the free throw line, they out-rebound their opponent, um, they, you know, force more turnovers than their opponent, than their opponent, um, you know, get more points off turnovers, but they just don't shoot as well. And I think that's really just what it comes to comes down to. If you don't shoot well as a team, you're not going to win a lot of basketball games, right? Um, I do, and you know, Raptors fans, they're not going to like this part, but I do want to give credit again um, to Andrew Nemhard, who, um, for anyone who's followed his story, man, what an incredible journey. Um, he's been on for anyone familiar with, you know, uh, the March Madness tournament that's happening currently. Um, his brother, Ryan, Ryan Nembard did, uh, does play for Creighton and uh, Creighton University and, and played extremely well in their last uh, game. Um, funny story, actually, that I want to share with everyone. Uh, Ryan Nembard, Andrew's little brother, um, I got a chance to watch him. Uh, when he was 16 years old and I can do a quick Google search because I don't know <laughs> exactly how old he is right now. I'd assume he's 19, but, um, excuse me, everybody. Let me just quickly. Ryan Nembard is sorry. So he's 20 years old. So four years ago, he was 16 years old. I got a chance to watch him at the OVO Bounce Tournament that took place at the, I believe it's called the Gold Ring Center in Toronto. It's uh, University of Toronto's, uh, their, the, the basketball team's home court. So OVO Bounce was, was, was happening there, which is like the, the annual kind of basketball pro-am tournament that happens in Toronto um, that's hosted by October's very own OVO. I'm sure everyone knows what that is. Um, and Ryan Nembard was 16 at the time, four years ago. And when I tell you there was, you know, former Canadian nationals in that game, 
there's former former and current pros in that game. Um, there's college athletes in that game, both NCAA and U Sports. And Ryan Nemord was a 16-year-old. And, and if I told you he looked like one of the best players on the court as a 16-year-old, you would think I'm lying, but he really did. And um, I found that so, you know, amusing and, and intriguing, really. And it just speaks to, you know, their family. Because we saw in this game how talented Andrew Nembard is. We see Ryan. I mean, this is a huge, huge moment for their family. And I'm, and I'm glad and I'm happy for them. I'm a huge advocate for, um, you know, Canada basketball, the program, all the grassroots stuff that's happening behind the scenes in different regions across the GTA in Ontario, um, on the West Coast, on the East Coast, uh, all over Canada, really. And um, it's just impressive to know that, um, you know, the Nembard family who are from Aurora, which is like 20 minutes away from me, um, 20, 30 minutes away from me, just incredible, incredible for them. I'm happy for them. Uh, I'm sure Andrew and his, you know, entire family, I know his, his parents were in the stands, but I'm sure he had tons of, of family and friends in the stands as well, watching him. Great game from him. Um, great week for that family. Um, what else? What else was there to mention? Oh, uh, O'Shea Brissett, former Raptor and former Raptors 905 player, um, you know, played, I thought played pretty well in this game. I mean, you go up to his stats and he had um, nine points in 23 minutes, six rebounds, four for eight. He had a huge, huge dunk on Jakob Pertl. And I start to feel sometimes for Jakob Pertl because, <laughs> excuse me, um, he really does challenge everything uh, at the rim. And for me, Jakob Pertl, I mean, when you challenge everything and, and you're like Jakob Pertl or Gobert or who else gets dunked on a lot or Jared Allen, when you challenge everything at the rim, I mean, it's just, it's going to happen. It really is. Like it, the worst, the worst is going to happen sometimes. Um, same thing goes for Utah Watanabe as well. We all remember that Anthony Edwards dunk. Um, just recently, I think it was last night or maybe the night before Donovan Mitchell uh, spiked one on him on, on Utah as well. Um, Guru in the live comments says, can we get back to trashing Barton? Um, I mean, what else is there to say about Will Barton? I can't, I can't, um, I, I don't know what else to say. He struggled. He, he struggled a lot in this game. He was, he was in the starting lineup. Um, you know, it was Fred Van Vliet, Will Barton, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, Jakob Pertl. Um, I know fans, it's very easy. It's very easy to just say, well, why was Will Barton in the starting lineup? That makes no sense. And I mean, who who else, guys? Who else? Um, Malachi Flynn is not going to go from playing once every five or six games to, to being in the starting lineup. Um, Christian Coloco, beside the Portal, it's not going to work. Chris Boucher, Chris Boucher's been coming off the bench, I mean, since, you know, the Renaissance era. Um, and, and who else? I mean, the only other guy that played in this game was Jeff Dowden Jr. So, I mean, Will Barnes struggled. And yes, I'm, I'm going to criticize him and he deserves it. And he's he'll, he'll probably be the first one to say, um, I'm sure, that he struggled in this game and he could have played a lot better. Um, but to just, I mean, to stick on that point when guys like OG Ananobi went two for 13 and Fred Van Vliet, like, I mean, he missed almost every shot in the second half. He did go to the line 12 times, so that's commendable for Fred Van Vliet. He was trying. He played 43 minutes, right? 
Um, again, I don't really blame Nick Nurse for that. You don't have many options off the bench, but um, maybe you play Jeff Doughton um, a little more than usual. But, uh, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> um, I haven't given up on Will Barton, and I, and I really hope fans haven't either. I mean, we're really a fickle bunch. Let's uh, – I know, I know we can be angry at a game like this. I know we can be sad, and we can um, – it's very easy to just take this game and extrapolate it and say, you know what, just release Will Barton. Or why did we sign him in the first place or this or that? Just give it some time. You know, Will Barton's only been here for barely a month. Um, give him some time. His resume speaks for itself. I'm trying my best to criticize him when he deserves it, which I feel like I did, but also show a little bit of sympathy to a guy who um, is still adjusting with a new team. Um, but like I said earlier, with that being said, there's not much time left in this season. So I get it if Raptors fans don't have a lot of sympathy. I can see both sides, right? It doesn't just go one way. Um, it is what it is. I just, I personally won't accept the let's release him or why did we sign him in the first place? Will Barnes a proven NBA player. Like, I'm sure we all know that. I'm sure even casual NBA fans know that. Will Barton was on the buyout market, and, I mean, there was media guys from, from top, top teams in the league hoping that their teams would sign Will Barton uh, to join their, their bench rotation. So, um, I mean, he ha like, I, I don't know what to tell you. He's struggling. It is what it is. Um, the Raptors have to start winning games. It really just comes down to that. And, um, you know, I'm going to pull up their schedule for everyone to see because, like I said, there's not many games left. There is six, three, nine games remaining uh, this season. The Raptors are currently last in the Atlantic Division, but ninth in the East. So clearly the Atlantic Division is uh, pretty damn good <laughs> for them to be last, but also ninth in the East. Um, here it is right here. I'm going to pull it up for all of the live the live watchers. Uh, the Raptors' schedule, they've got Detroit on Friday night, again in Toronto. Guys, this is a four-game homestand. You already lost one to Indiana. In my opinion... You probably have to win the next three. Um, I say that simply because I don't expect the Raptors to win in Philadelphia. I do expect them to win both Charlotte games, but who really knows? Um, this is a team that, if you listen to my uh, episode on Confederacy of Dunks podcast on RaptorsRepublic.com, um, I mentioned that the Raptors are the the you know the epitome, the epitome of an average basketball team everything about them is average there you watch them from the eye test it's average you look at all their advanced metrics it's an average team you look at their basic team stats a very average basketball team i don't expect them to win in philadelphia uh, i mean i hope they win both in in charlotte 
you have one game on Sunday, you get a you know a day's rest, and you're back again in Charlotte. And then, guys, the last three games, I don't know. <laughs> you got Boston twice, and then you got Milwaukee. So I, you're talking to a guy who, after the Milwaukee game, I was thinking, you know what? Yes, the Raptors lost against Milwaukee, but damn, they looked pretty good in that game. Like, if we're going to take pauses from one loss this season, I'd probably take it from that one. Um, but then, you know, going into this Indiana game, especially when I saw Halliburton out, I mean, this had to be a win. You got Detroit. That has to be a win. You got the Wizards. In my opinion, that has to be a win. Miami's going to be a tough game. I mean, what do you what do you need to really go into the play-in with momentum? You got to win. There's nine games left. You got to go what? Will you guys accept five and four? <laughs> uh, six and three? What, what will you guys accept? I'm not 100% sure. Uh, man. Difficult game for the Raptors. Not going to keep sighing and, and being sad about it. It is a Wednesday night. I appreciate everybody here for joining me late, uh, as late as you guys have. We are approaching 11 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Uh, before you guys leave us tonight, we need you to subscribe to the Raptors of Public YouTube as well as our podcast channel. Um, I also want to say thank you to everybody watching live as well as those listening uh, the following day. Um, for sticking with me. I'm sure I'm very hard to listen to with this uh, with this voice, with my nose running. If you're wondering why I'm constantly touching my nose, for all the live listeners, my nose is running like a faucet. Um, I do, I did pick up this today. Um, you know, no partnership though, no sponsorship, nothing like that. But um, I did pick up some Buckleys. Um, so I do thank everybody for staying with me tonight. Uh, <clears throat> it's a very, very difficult game for Raptors fans. We need you to subscribe to the Raptors Republic YouTube as well as our podcast channel. This is the wrap-up, your official Raptors Republic post-game live show where tonight your Raptors were defeated by the Indiana Pacers, 118-114, to bringing the Raptors record to 35 wins and 38 losses on the NBA season. That's three games. Uh, is my math correct? Yes, three games below 500. Uh, that also puts them at 12-8 and eight in their last 20 games. Live show is produced by yours truly. You can follow me at Sahal Abdi underscore on Twitter. Uh, I'll see you guys all on Friday night versus the Detroit Pistons. Um, like I said, I hope that's a win. My, <laughs> my guess, I mean, if I'm putting money on it, would be uh, that's a win. Uh, we loved having each and every one of you spend time with us. Enjoy the win. Enjoy, enjoy the win. What am I saying? Um, mourn on the loss, I guess. Uh, we'll see you all next time on Wrap Up Live. Um, and one last thing. If, uh, like me, you are celebrating the the month of Ramadan, I wish you a great uh, spiritual month. I hope you enjoy it. Um, I hope the fasting goes well uh, for all of those celebrating. Um, uh, and, yeah, we'll see you all next time on Wrap Up Live. Take care. We'll see you Friday night. <laughs>